Welcome to the Fervently Seeking Joy podcast. You know, life has many ups and downs, and sometimes it is ridiculously hard. But the one thing I've learned is that joy is always a choice. What if we made the decision to choose joy every day? How would our lives change? How would the view of our circumstances change? In this podcast, we will talk about what it means to passionately and intentionally seek joy through the messiness of life with God as our guide. I'm your host, Mary Stillen, Jesus follower, joy seeker, blogger, mom, and wife extraordinaire. I'm here to share my journey to joy and to join you alongside yours. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two. I'm so glad that you've decided to join me on this joy-seeking journey. Today, we're going to talk about the joy of praise. So I am going to start, like I did in the first episode, with reading my newest blog post. I just published it today. Um, So the date is March 27th, 2019, in case you ever wanted to go back for reference. And today's scripture comes from Psalms. It is Psalms 89, 15 through 16. How happy are the people who worship you with songs, who live in the light of your kindness. Because of you, they rejoice all day long, and they praise you for your goodness. Earlier this week, I was in a no good, very bad mood. I was tired. Nothing seemed to be going the way I wanted, and I wasn't very pleasant to be around. The kids were fighting like crazy, so that didn't help either. I was drowning in all the adulting that had to be done, and in turn, I was kind of just done with the day. I was ready to call it and throw in the towel, ready to say goodnight moon and try again tomorrow. The only problem was, it was only one in the afternoon. Since starting over wasn't an option, I decided to put myself in timeout. I knew nothing nice was going to come out of my mouth, so I decided the best thing to do was to take a little nap. The kids were done with their schoolwork and were getting along for the most part, so I snuck away and closed my eyes for about 30 minutes. I thought I would magically wake up and feel all better, that all of my problems would be slept off and my sour spirit would feel better. I was kind of right. While I did wake up feeling a little bit more peaceful than before, my spirit still felt sour. That is the best way I can explain how I was feeling. The angriness I felt was almost as if my insides were all twisted and created a big knot at the very core of my being. I wasn't quite sure why. I suppose it was the combination of things I stated earlier that just built up and wanted so badly to bubble over. I started to read my devotions to release the pressure. A little better. Not quite there yet. The rest of that day, I tried to keep the ugliness I was feeling at bay and just chalked it up to one of those days. Tomorrow would be better. The next morning, I was feeling better, but still not quite clear. I was drinking my coffee before the day started and the kids were still asleep. Slowly, I started to feel those ugly little feelings start to creep back in. What is the matter with me? By the time... Or by this time, the kids were awake, and I decided to take my coffee in my room and read my devotions first before our homeschooling day began. I went in my room, shut the door, turned my salt rock lamp on, and started to read my Bible. 
I felt a whisper to my spirit that said, why don't you start with praise first? I know in that moment, the nudging of the Holy Spirit wasn't talking about counting my earthly blessings, which does help sometimes. Rather, I was being instructed to praise the blessing, God. So I turned on some worship music and I praised my Heavenly Father in that moment. I started to feel the grime in my heart start to wash away. I felt warmth. I felt joy. I felt happiness. See, God wasn't fixing anything in my life necessarily. He was just there. I was basking in his presence and praising him for who he is. Another word for praise is celebrate. When we are called to praise, we are called to celebrate God for the simple fact that he is God. To celebrate all the things he has done and has yet to do, celebrate his unfailing love for us, celebrate his infinite power, and so on. Just celebrate. What a transformation my heart went through when I obeyed and celebrated. I felt light and free, loved and secure, thankful and comforted. I was ready to tackle my day. I continued to sing along to worship music while I took a shower and got dressed. Then I walked out of my room and right into a fight the kids were having. I could feel my body tense up and the anger start to come back. In my head, I was thinking, kids, just knock it off and get along. Why is it that hard? Then I excused myself for a moment. I walked back into my room and I said a quick, quiet prayer. God, can you please help me resolve this situation the way you want me to? A solution that is actually a solution and not a moment of me yelling and nothing actually gets resolved. Can you please help me get to the heart of the matter? Thank you. Amen. I walked out of my sanctuary and back into the lion's den. I asked each child to air out their grievances. I explained to each of them that I don't like how ugly they have been to each other lately. Ugly. There's that word again. I realized that just the day before, I had acted the very same way. Then I had a light bulb moment that only the Holy Spirit could have illuminated. I suddenly felt peaceful and looked at my daughter and said, I want you to say three kind things to your brother about who he is as a person. Then I want you to follow it with an apology for being so mean to him. She looked at me and said, but mommy, it's so hard. Why is it so hard? She was almost surprised by the fact that in that moment, thinking of something nice to say about her brother was so difficult. I could tell she felt bad about it too. I explained that it's okay. It will get easier the more you practice it. When you hold anger in your heart, it seeps in your spirit until all you see around you and feel is anger. Once we choose to look for the good, our hearts will start to get softer. The kindness and love will win. She was encouraged by this explanation and came up with three very kind things to say. Then it was her brother's turn. They each ended by apologizing, hugging, and saying, I love you. A few minutes later, Maddie, my daughter, said, Oh no, I thought of another thing about Nathan, but I already said my three. Excuse me, another kind thing about Nathan, but I already said my three. I smiled and said, I bet he would love to hear it. She made sure to tell him in that moment. We all felt so light, so loved, so seen. 
we agreed that this is how we would proceed with, conf with conflict from now on. Talk about the ugly, invite the good in, end with love. Had I not invited God into my day, had I not just taken that time to bask in his presence and celebrate who he is, I may have missed his prompting that ministered to all three of our hearts. Even though praise and worship may not solve all of our problems in that moment, or at all, it scrubs our spirit of the dirt and grit stains the world leaves us with. It brings light into the darkness and makes us feel clean. It reminds us of who is in control and that we are covered no matter what life throws our way. No matter the outcome of any situation, we know that God is good all the time and all the time God is good. So I wanted to talk about specifically the joy in praise because yes, it is very important to be thankful for everything that God has done for us and given to us, um, that sometimes we really just need to like to bask in his presence and to just praise him for who he is. And I know in the blog post I said, you know, praise him for who he is and all that he has done and has yet to do and so forth and so on. But we aren't just called to praise him for what he's done for us too, you know, and, and definitely we are thankful and I am thankful for everything that he's done in my life and continues to do. But to praise him just simply because he exists, you know, that that's kind of where I was getting at with um, this blog post is that just that shift in perspective and realizing like while we might be kind of swallowed up in all of our circumstances you know and I kind I gave kind of a light example um because that was the most current thing happening in my my world today um but it really does apply to anything even when I was going through a really hard time you know a few years ago that I referenced in um, the first podcast episode and the first blog post, um, you know, there were times that I would just sit with God and just sit in his presence and be thankful that he's there and praise who he is. And it really did make all, made all the difference. Um, there's that just comfort and it's, the joy too, the joy that he is God and that he is here for us and he is directing our, our lives that I think that perspective shift is what I needed to needed this week to just be like, man, I am just in a funk right now. I don't know what is going on with me. I don't know why I'm so crabby. Like I said, I think it was just a combination of things that had just kind of built up, but it's like natural instinct is to try to fix it yourself. And then I was like, nope, nope. I mean, it took me a day, but I was like, nope, I need Jesus. That's what I need right now. So thankfully I had the smarts to sit with God. And um, sometimes when we quiet ourselves, 
whether we're in a room or we're just, you know, don't have the earbuds in or something, and we just quiet ourselves for a minute, we can feel those stirrings in our spirit and we can feel the Holy Spirit guiding us and leading us to what um, he wants us to do, what action he wants us to take next, um, how to resolve some of our feelings, how to process some of that. And, you know, that's what I did. I just quieted myself. And that's when I heard like, hey, why don't you try, try praise first? You know, there are plenty of days where I am anxious about something or I'm upset about something and I count my blessings, count all the things that God has blessed me with. But in this moment, the direction was very clear. It was very clear to praise God for being God. And I think part of that reason that he's instructing me to do that and that he instructs us to do that is because we can take him for granted. We really can. When things are going right, it is so easy to be like, oh yeah, God, cool, you got me, awesome. And then when things are going so wrong, we're like, oh, I just, I need you, God, where are you? But I feel like in those times where things are going kind of right, we can lose sight of him a bit and kind of like, cool, I got this. God's my homie, whatever, you know, we got this. But then um, things start to break off, like maybe we're not reading our Bible or our devotions as much as we once were. The routine we were in before suddenly kind of falls off because you kind of feel like you don't really need them that much anymore, even though you really do, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, so habits can kind of fall off and, and things like that. And then, you know, if we're just in tune or, you know, I'm speaking for myself, really, if I'm just in tune and I quiet myself and I'm like, God, I'm here, I'm listening, you know, what next? Then we are more receptive to hearing or to getting those feelings. And it might not be in that moment. It might be like an hour later, maybe you're doing dishes or taking a shower or you're at work or whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like a smack in the forehead, a big light bulb moment. You're like, oh, oh, that's what I need to do. But it made all the difference in quieting yourself before. So you can open up and be open to receiving what God has for you. And going back to praise, like I said, just the fact that God is God. I mean, we can't even fathom what it would be like to actually come face to face with Jesus. Like there's a picture going around Facebook I've seen for a few years now. I should just save it and I want a print of it, but it's the, the picture of the woman grabbing onto Jesus. She's in his arms and she's like laugh crying and she's just elated. It's called the first day in heaven. Like... I look at that and I'm like, oh man, like words can't even describe the feelings that that picture captures. I mean, just the excitement and you're just totally, you know, your excitement isn't even the word. It sounds so bland compared to, I have to check that out. 
Um, and I'll probably post it on my Instagram or something like that. Um, but she's just like, she's moved to tears and beyond excited that she is in Jesus's arms. Finally, face to face, first day in heaven, you get to meet him and be with him. And I think to myself, you know, we are on earth right now, right? And we can get little tastes of God's goodness. And then he works through other people all the time to give us blessings. And he works through us to bless others. And when we quiet ourselves and we feel that just wonderful presence of God, or we have someone pray over us and I call them the Holy Ghost goosebumps. <laughs> you get those when a word has been spoken because God used that person to relay a message to you of encouragement or hope or, or that you're seen or whatever it may be. The feeling that that gives you is just like, it's breathtaking. It's breathtaking, yet we're on, we're on this side of heaven. We're on earth experiencing that. And sometimes it blows us away to where we're like, whoa, like, did that just happen? And I want to, I want to feel more of that again. And then I don't know about you, but sometimes I get a little sad because I'm like, oh, that was such a great word. And I felt so close to you, God, but now I'm here. <laughs> like, I, you know, I know it's not my time. I'm not saying that I want to go up to heaven right now, but it's like, you just want more of that feeling that connection with God, right? But that feeling, that feeling of God's presence swirling all around you and just this, I can't even describe it. That though, just scratches the surface of what we're going to feel when we actually get to heaven. That feeling of awe that you get when you are sitting in his presence or you know, you're prayed over or you hear a worship song. It doesn't even have to be a worship song. It could even just be you're going about your day and you hear something on the radio or you read something in a book or you see something on TV or something happens that is just so undeniably God that you're in awe. And again, think about what it's actually going to be like when we come face to face with our creator. I think that's what he means when he says, I want you to praise me. Or, you know, when he spoke to my spirit and said that. Because we can lose sight of God here on earth. It is easy to fall off track, to want to do our own thing, and think we've got it all under control. But then he reminds us, when we read the scriptures and we read the Psalms and we listen to the worship music or we just take that time to sit with him, he reminds us how powerful and amazing and just, I don't know, out of this world he is. That we need to keep that in our focus. Be thankful, absolutely. But first and foremost, 
start the day with praising who he is. That sets our sights on heaven. That gives us the strength we need to walk through the hard times. Even just the hard day-to-day stuff like parenting. Holy moly, that can be difficult. Or going through, you know, your job or... Maybe it's even fighting crowds at the grocery store. I don't even know. Through those mundane hard times, but then through also the really hard times too. Like whether it's, you know, illness or whatever the case may be. The more serious hard times as well. We start our day with praise and reminding ourselves who he is. And how powerful and amazing he truly is. It gives us that reverence for him, that respect, like, whoa, you're big, and we don't really even know how big you are. We just know how big you are here on earth. It is so important to be reminded of that every single day so we do not work work or walk in our own strength, that we really are putting our hand in his hand and walking this life with him. Over this past weekend, we, um, my family and I uh, went to Hanging Rock State Park here in North Carolina. We have been in North Carolina since December, um, the very beginning of December, and uh, we moved here obviously, um, if you hadn't gathered that. Um, and Hanging Rock State Park has been one of our favorite places so far. We've been here for a little under four months, and I think we've already been there two or three times. Um, but it's just absolutely beautiful. And you can walk this, like, really challenging trail to get up to the top of Hanging Rock, and it really is this rock formation that like hangs off into a cliff. I guess that's really the only way I can describe it. Um, so the walk to get up to the top of hanging rock is, is pretty strenuous. Um, but it is really worth it. Like it is just amazingly beautiful when you get up to the top. There's also, um, the waterfalls. You can take other trails to get to the waterfalls. You can go to the lower cascades and, That is breathtaking as well. So this weekend we go up to the top of Hanging Rock. And it's, I mean, maybe mile and a half, two miles, I think, to get there. But again, you're going up a mountain, um, so it's pretty strenuous, or can be. Uh, I mean, the kids sailed through it just fine. But (laughs) anyway, get to the top, right? You're working and you're working and you're working and you're huffing and puffing, or at least I was. To get to the top. And there are times I wanted to stop. My legs are burning. I have asthma. So um, like my lungs were just felt like they were going to burst. And I was huffing and puffing and whatever. Then I stopped and caught my breath and kept going. And I jokingly said that we should call this childbirth mountain. Because... (laughs) It is very strenuous and it's a lot of work 
to get to the beautiful end result. But when you do, and you get to the top, and you get that end result, it is so beautiful that you forget all about the other hard stuff at the very beginning of the trail. So much so that when you come back to do the trail again, you kind of forgot that there were some really rough parts there at the beginning. But the outcome is so worth it that you're willing to do it many times over. Okay, maybe not so much with childbirth with everybody, but you know, you get the gist at any rate. So we get up to the top of the mountain and you can walk out. There's different ways to kind of walk out and see like over the edge. And this time I decided I wanted to walk straight ahead on the rocks and you can get to the part, like if you ever look up hanging rock, um, you see the view of it where it's just, again, it's like, it's like a, it's a cliff and it drops off, but then you can see like mountains and everything around you. It's just amazing. So I finally got the courage and I walked to the tip of hanging rock and it's windy and it's a little scary, but you stand and you look out and you can see trees and mountains and Oh my gosh, it is just breathtaking. It is absolutely stunning. And I was standing there like, whoa, God, you created this. You created this for us. And I was blown away, but also I'm not going to lie. I was scared because there were some big gusts of wind and I didn't want to like get blown off the cliff. But I had this deep respect, this like reverence for it. It reminded me a lot of, of our relationship with God. You can bask in the beauty, but then there's also this deep respect, this reverence, this, whoa, <laughs> like this is nothing to play around with. And... I don't know. I just bring that up because I love, I love seeing, I love really enjoying his creation, but I love the parallels his creation has with what it's like to have a relationship with him. And that's what that felt like to me as I'm standing on the top of hanging rock. Like, whoa, this is like, this does demonstrate a relationship with God or just some, you know, the, of the attributes of God. And again, to just kind of drive home, I know I've repeated myself a lot, but that awestruck wonder we get here on earth and we are blown away by his creation or however God has spoken to us or whatever it is, is doesn't even begin to touch what it's actually going to be like when we get to see him face to face. So until then, we remind ourselves of who he is and how amazing he is by getting down and worshiping God, making that a priority to just, you know, get to know our father and like, whoa, you're amazing. And I am so thankful to be in your presence. And I'm so 
thankful that you found it worthy to create me. That and that's a conversation for another day. We'll get into that sometime too. But seriously, I'm blown away just even thinking about it. So to summarize, praising him for who he is. And obviously, yes, thanking him for all that he's done and, and counting our blessings. Absolutely. But thanking him or praising him for who he is gets us in the right perspective for our day-to-day life and walking this life with him. Does that mean we're going to do everything perfect? Absolutely not. We're still going to mess up. I'm still going to yell at my kids sometimes. It's going to happen. We're human. But to get the focus back and to tune ourselves into the Holy Spirit, And to go back and remind ourselves of who God is so we can get back on the right track. That is how we are going to find joy through our day, through our lives, and so on by praising who God is. So that's where I'm going to wrap it up today. Thank you again for joining me. And I will talk to you really soon. Guess what? Now, not only can you listen to the Fervently Seeking Joy podcast on Anchor, but you can also catch it on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. I would love it if you followed me to stay up to date on all the latest podcast episodes. You can also stay in touch by following me on Instagram at fervently underscore seeking underscore joy. And as always, you can stay up to date on the blog by going to ferventlyseekingjoy.wordpress.com. Go ahead, share it with your family and friends, but I'm going to warn you, joy seeking can be kind of contagious. <laughs>